Get your hands dirty with The Gardening Gang. Saturday mornings at 8 on Coast FM 963. Oh, such energy to kick off The Gardening Gang today from Ricky Martin, living the Vida Loca, from Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy this morning. It is a bright, brisk Saturday on the Central Coast. Good morning, Sherilyn. Good morning, Pete. Well, we're talking about wicker beds today, or wicking in beds, and I remember going back in time when I was a, a young man, I used to light those candles at the church, mm-hmm. and uh, always told, watch out for that wick. Now, I'm uh, imagining here mm-hmm. that a wicker bed has something to do with a candle. Wick. Yeah, it's wick. Yes or no? It's wicking. Well, kind of the same sort of I'm science, I'm thinking. You're getting a grass. Well, if you think of a wick, it does sort of, uh, oh, I'm just trying like to think how it works in a candle, yeah. But you can also use it a wick in a, draws up. things up. Or you can use it in water. I'm, I'm thinking, I am actually having this flash of when I had a million years ago, I had a terrible infection, and they actually put like a little wick in the infection to wick out the infection. Sorry if you're eating your breakfast, sorry. <gasps> but it's kind of that same thing. So we do have some experts that can explain it so much better than I can, but it is about drawing water from a reservoir into your plants. But we're going to have a very dry, hot summer, they're saying, a a drought actually, and we need to conserve our water. So what we're doing on the Gardening Gang, home with the Gardening Gang, because we're just like this, we're finding ways that you can conserve your water and getting into it now and getting that vegetable garden or beautiful flower garden or whatever it is ready for this drought so we have got local favorite designer gardening designer luke divincenzo from devo designs he'll be talking about building a wicking bed and we've also got tim who's from diggers club and he'll be getting all technical with us but first up we've got luke we love luke he just explains things so well doesn't he pete well luke is coming up after we hear from our good friends uh, Paul Simon, a uh-huh. very good friend, Paul Simon. Is he? My God, personal friend of mine. Mm. Also some personal friends are our sponsors. They are. Alan Graham's Caravans and RVs open all weekend at Wyoming and also Doormaster Security Doors and Windows at Berkeley Vale. So here's Paul. Ooh. Ooh. Sing along. Saturday morning is gardening time here at Coast FM. This is the Gardening Gang, Pete and Sherilyn. Good morning, Sherilyn. Good morning. Once again, wicking. Wicking beds. Exciting topic. Not wicked. No, not wicked. Wicking beds. <laughs> wicking beds. They're a big thing, you know. And you can buy um, wicking beds all ready to go. But one of our regulars, Luke DiVincenzo from Devo Design, he's on the line right now to talk about building them at home. So what's your experience building wicking beds to start with, Luke? So the reason we love wicking beds is, uh, and personal on a personal level and lots of our clients, is that um, it reduces the amount of watering and maintenance that you have to do on any sort of garden, but it's sometimes more specified to herb and vegetable gardens. Right. Um, and so ultimately what they are is a water-saving method that allows you to store a water chamber at the bottom of any sort of container mm-hmm. um, that the plants can access without drowning in water. Excellent. So if I'm standing there in my backyard and I'm going, right, this looks great, I'm going to make a wicking bed, what do yeah. I need to do first? Get a wick. <laughs> yeah, get a wick. Get a wick. Not a wicking bed. A wick. Yes. Um, so, so I guess um, we like to customise ours and we use um, waterproof sheeting in the bottom. So ultimately you need a waterproof chamber or container, which mm-hmm. can be a pot or a big tub or 
we like to customise ours so they look um, quite aesthetically pleasing in a garden design as well. Um, so ultimately, the bottom 150 to 200 mil, which is 20 centimetres of the container, is filled with gravel. It's watertight. Mm-hmm. Um, so the water will sit in the bottom of this gravelly chamber and then it is covered with a thing called geofabric, which is kind of just like a semi-permeable membrane that covers the rocks. Yeah. Right. Um, and then from then on, it is filled with about 400 mil of delicious composted soil for the plant, mm-hmm. um, something a little bit with a bit of sand for a bit of drainage through uh, it. Um, Luke, why do, you, why do you call it delicious? <laughs> Uh, well, no someone's got to eat, eat it. it. Hey? Well, the plants plants have got to eat it. Oh, so delicious for the plants. Okay, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and and uh, once those plants are planted, they're not sitting in water. There's the separation between gravel and soil, and through capillary action, the nutrients get to move through that um, through that membrane and the through osmosis from the plants they can absorb what they need out of that water at the bottom i've worked out now that the wick is actually that geofabric is that right yeah correct it's pretty much the structure well well uh, described i'm getting the idea now he's good isn't he he's he's very good we've got the picture Mm -hmm. so that's kind of the the internal method and system and then so the outside you can dress up to do whatever you like you could have it stone cladded timber battens anything pretty to match some other part of the landscape. Yeah. One key part that you need to have is an overflow. So that'll be a, uh, a little pipe sticking out the side just at the top of the water level so the water never exceeds that part in the pot. Oh, because you don't want it yeah, to, to yeah, have mud, otherwise, otherwise it'll, it'll be a mud. Up, it'll fill up and be a uh, muddy yes. pool. Yes, yeah. I've seen those on wicking beads coming out the side. and I've Yeah, exactly. Very important. Yeah. That's, the, that's the main thing you need. Yep. And I have to admit, I had a failure once, Luke, many years ago, and um, I'm sure you've seen people do this. I tried to make a wicking bed out of an old cast iron bath, and I was so oh, excited, right. but it, yeah, it didn't, it wasn't draining because didn't yeah, wick either. It didn't wick. Uh, no, it wicked. It wicked, but it didn't. Wick, it did. It wicked, but, but it didn't overflow. It didn't, yes, I didn't have an didn't, overflow. It didn't, yeah, it wicked. It didn't weep. Yeah. Oh. Have you had many failures, mate? Have you had in your life of building these wicking beds? Or they've all worked if, 100%? Look, if I said no, I'd be a liar. I think anyone would be. We love you. You're an honest man. Because gardening, landscaping, designing, all that is based on um, practice, experience, failures, wins. Mm. Uh, but I guess I've been doing it for so long that, no, we don't fail anymore. Oh, that's a good <laughs> idea, mate. Well, you're working with organic things as well. That's the thing. It, it can that's be, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's can't not control just everything. putting on some paint or something. You've got, you're looking after a creature, to be honest. It changes yeah. the way however you treat it, like having a pet. So, Luke, do you have wicking beds at your home? Oh, I've actually just completed one. I'd love to put a picture of it up because oh, I took photos yes. throughout the process. Because my darling wife, screaming for a vegetable garden and Mm -hmm. I'm very aesthetic uh, person when it comes to landscape design and I know what a veggie garden can ultimately turn into (laughs) if it is not looked after properly. A bit messy, yes. Um, Quite an eyesore. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) But but I have have used some nice hardwood batten, some spotted gum. I have clouded it. It's actually hanging uh, mid height off a wall, so it's actually at shoulder height, so we wow. can half without bending over. Yep. It's like grand design. You know, I like the idea. Yeah. They're talking about having a fairly dry summer here in Australia with uh, El Nino or one of those Nino. Yeah. And, and this wicking bed idea is going to fulfil so many problems we're going to have with 
Uh, oh, absolutely. Isn't it? They can yeah. store water for months. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's fantastic. Great and, ideas. And if you're, you're time-sensitive, um, which even I am, that's why we have it, is I'm, a, I'm too busy making everyone else's garden look beautiful. I don't have time to uh, water my own. So it's ideal for anyone that's time-sensitive, which I think is everybody. Mm. And I know you're off to a wedding today, so we don't want to hold you up for too long. No. And wish, wish, yeah. wish the bride and the groom all the very best. I will. I'm sure they'll find their Save wedding the bed. Oh, their bed. Oh, the wedding bed. Oh, the wedding bed. <laughs> Maybe it's a good wedding no. present. A wedding yeah. bed. I can present. tell you what. I can tell you what happens in the wedding bed too. But oh no, no, it's okay. Right. That's, 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 that's another day. <laughs> yes, not our time slot, thanks, <laughs> Luke. Hey, Luke, that's great. <laughs> Coast FM with the gardening gang, Pete Sherlin and the wicker himself. That's Luke DiVincenzo, <laughs> our regular from Devo Designs. Thanks, Luke. Ciao. Thank you. Feel right at home. Uh, Jimmy Barnes in good uh, voice this morning here at uh, Coast FM, right, Sherlyn? <laughs> I've got to tell you, this young lady here that uh, works with me on the radio, Sherlyn Darcy, has a very good voice and can sound just like Jimmy Barnes. Oh, right. Backup singer. <laughs> <laughs> good morning. It is the Gardening Gang with Pete Little and Sherlyn Darcy. Thanks to our sponsors, Alan Graham's Caravans and RVs and also Doormaster Security Doors and Windows. Now, in two weeks' time, Sherlyn... <laughs> We will be in the nation's capital. We will. Why? Floriad is on. in Canberra is the big event of the year. Yes. And we've got a whole coachload of uh, Coast FM gardening gangers joining us. Indeed. Taking off in a couple of weeks' time. Now, I got instructions today from uh, Palmer's. Mm-hmm. And I've got to be at uh, West Gosford for pickup about 8.45 on <laughs> Thursday or just Friday? Friday, Pete. On Friday. Don't be there early. What time are you being picked up at the north? Well, in the north, I'm the first pickup of the Doilo, 6.55. Oh, you'll be asleep at the wheel by the time you get down to camera. Uh, nice and early, <laughs> nice and early. But it's you know what's so lovely is the fact that I am in the north and so that all of our wonderful gardening gangsters who are coming with us will have my company, if that's a good thing. And, and I from am the very an, start. From the very, very start. And I am an early riser, so that's okay. But in, uh, Floriad actually opens this weekend for everybody. So we can't actually take any more people on our bus. Pete, we are sold out. Absolutely. Um, it's block. not a bus, it's Looking a coach. Looking forward to it. And all those who are booked, big well coach. done. Yeah, Looking thank you. Looking forward to entertaining you on the coach as well on the way down. We do. Two weeks from now. Two weeks. I'm Yay. excited. For friends. Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy with the classic hits on The Gardening Gang this morning. It uh, it strikes me that we need to talk to more people about these wicking beds. Yes, I know, because you keep thinking they're whipping beds, so yes. we've, we've got that straight now. A bit of a kinky <laughs> needs to be straightened out here. Right, no, it is wicking beds. Let's go to Victoria. Okay. Now, there's a place called the Diggers Club, not the licensed club where you get a beer and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but this is a Diggers Club for gardens. I know, I'm a member. I'm well a member. Known. Oh, you're a member? Yes, I am. I love They've the Diggers Club. thousands of members, and mm-hmm. uh, Tim Sampson, Mm-hmm. is on the line right now from that very same club to tell us all about these wicking beds from his point of view. Good day, right. Tim. Hi, Tim. How are you all? G'day. Hi, everyone. Now, the Gardening Gang is rarely in Victoria, mate, so thanks for joining us on the line. We're going to pop down for the interview, but the budget has been spent. No, no, I would like to. I'd like to. Oh, I could have come your way. That would have, I would have been happy with that. Oh, yes, it's a bit cold now down there. Look, I'm really familiar, though, Tim, with the Diggers Club. Could you just give us a bit of a background for those out there that sure. might think it's the yeah. RSL Club? 
Yeah, no, we're definitely not the RSL club. We're mm-hmm. the, the diggers that dig in the garden rather than dig trenches. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, look, diggers, diggers Club's been around for about 45 years. Uh, we're a gardening club that uh, stretches right across Australia. We've got 85,000 members across Australia. Uh, and we've got a couple of open gardens that we have in Victoria. We also have an outlet in the Adelaide Botanic Garden. Uh, and we're effectively a, a garden education and garden support um, club. So you join the Diggers Club, you get, um, we, we send out uh, six magazines a year. We also offer products through the mail order. So we're like an e-commerce garden uh, garden organisation. So we like the, the, the garden store online, if you like. Um, and our specialties are around sustainable gardening. Um, we have a lot of uh, edible food, edible gardening products. We've um, pioneered heirloom vegetables. Oh, back in the I've heard of those. The... Yes, I've come oh, across good. those, mate. Yes, that's been, uh, I think, mm-hmm. several weeks ago we had the uh, topic of heirloom seeds. Yeah, seeds we mentioned diggers. Yeah, yeah okay. we did. Yeah. Well, about 30, I think just 30 years ago, just this year, uh, we had a, 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 a quite a famous tomato taste test, which we hosted at our garden at Heronswood in here in Victoria, where we brought Jeff oh. Alexander and a bunch of other gardeners and chefs and brought them together. We grew out, I think at that time, it was something like 40-odd varieties of uh, heirloom tomatoes yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and had a big taste test and, you know, everyone compared flavours. Uh, and it sort of launched the, the heirloom tomato movement in Australia. And we've got a 30-year anniversary, a reunion, if you like, of that coming up in March next year. So, Pete, last year, remember when I bought the seedlings in here and I shared them with everyone? I said, these are my little seedlings that I've grown. They were the seeds from the heirloom collection of the Diggers Club. And oh, uh, we grow something from those. You did. Things? You had some black cream, the black, the big black ones. That's it. And you oh. said yours didn't get as big as you hoped. And I said, well, you got to look after okay. these things, Pete. Right, okay. Maybe you needed a wicking bed. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> what go. was going to be introduced to a topic here, mm. Tim, because the topic on the radio show today is the value of a wicking bed in your garden. So, what uh, what have you learnt about the uh, the Australian taste for these wicking beds, mate? Oh, look, there's a lot. I think. Um, there's a lot of advantages to a wicking bed, uh, and they range from whether you're, you're space deficient. You know, you might only have a little courtyard and a, or, a, or a, you know some concrete. You can't actually break ground and get into the soil. You can make a raised bed with a wicking bed, so you yeah. can grow above the ground. Um, particularly, I think what's probably their main advantage uh, in Australia as we you know go into our hot summers. For you guys up there, you probably get a bit more rainfall over the summer, but in the dry season, whether it be in the winter or the summer for us, when water's short, wicking beds are highly efficient. Get your hands dirty with The Gardening Gang. Saturday mornings at 8 on Coast FM 963. Coast FM, Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy. Another weekend activity. Boy, so many things are, are coming through. Spring is in the air. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are waking up after winter. And we've got Marie Bartlett on the line right now, Sherilyn. Ooh. Involved in the Mingara Orchid Club. They've got a big event this weekend. Oh, Marie, hi. Hi, Sherilyn. Hi, Peter. How are you? Fabulous, mate. Now, tell us, we saw you last time at the big event at Mingara Club. And this That's is your right. spring, uh, spring fair coming up uh, today and tomorrow. Tell us where it's at. It's at the Anglican Church in Brook Avenue, Bado Bay. Yeah, okay. We have um, quite a number of vendors. It's an indoor and an outdoor event, so the weather's looking good to help us. 
But, uh, that doesn't affect the orchids, does it? They love this time of year. It's a beautiful array already. Is that right? Now, no doubt you spent heaps of time setting up this morning and it goes right through till Sunday. Now, is that um, a, a paid event or do people get in for next? <laughs> no, it's free. <laughs> it's a free entry. Free so entry. we will take a gold coin donation if they wish, but no, it's a free entry. Yep, no uh, charge. Is, is somebody doing a barbecue sizzle or something like that to feed the masses or what do you do? Absolutely. There's a barbecue happening all day, both days. We've got homemade cakes for sale, mm. handmade jams. There's craft fruit, handmade creations, um, tea, coffee all weekend. And also the church here has an op shop. They'll be open as well. What if I'm somebody who's orchid curious, Marie, and I'm mm. thinking, oh, maybe You're I might... you around, you mean. Yeah, yeah, I might start growing orchids. Is... <laughs> Um, what's there that might sort of interest me? Would it be good for a complete beginner? A couple beginner? of bulbs lying around. <laughs> you need to go to the classes, I think, uh, So if I'm a complete beginner, how would it, how would it be for me there? Uh, so we've got lots of plants uh, on display that you can look at and if that's what you like, you can come and ask any of us. We've got yellow vests there that... Um, identify us as uh, the show committee. Oh, so we, we can, can ask you questions. Information. Yes. yes. And good. we also have a, um, a sales table for, from our members who are selling orchids. Mm. And also we have five other vendors who are selling orchids. So I could, and, I could get uh, myself a little beginner orchid there, could oh, I? To sort of, of course you can. Excellent. A teenage one. A teenage one. <laughs> <laughs> and you love having all these shows as well when you have these They're very proactive things. there at the yeah, Mingara Club, are. aren't they? Yeah. So is it, is it competitive as well? Have you got some sort of show happening? <laughs> um, the, the, because this is a high season, from around June through to October mm-hmm. is a high season for orchids to be flowering. So there are shows popping up all around the place at the different uh, shopping centres and venues. Right. Um, there okay. is another one people can actually, if they're out and about this weekend, they can go and have a look at over at the Super Centre at oh, Chagra. Okay. okay. Well, oh, orchids are big time. A lot of the natives from the ANOS group as well here. So it's a very, very colourful display. With, mm. There are over 200 orchids just on display from all the members. That's amazing. Um, yeah, it is. It's beautiful. Fabulous. Beautiful. So okay. encourage everybody to pop and by. And a free day out as well. But make sure Absolutely. you buy something from the barbecue. That's important. Oh, you've got to have Support a... Support the club. <laughs> got to have a banger sanger. <laughs> opens around... Well, opens very, very soon. Nine o'clock this morning goes through until three this afternoon. Oh, mm. Four o'clock. Day Four today and goes from ten to three tomorrow. Um, sorry, ten to yeah. three tomorrow. Yes, it, that's at up. the Anglican Church Hall, Brook Avenue, at beautiful Bado Bay. Bay. Mm. Thank you, Marie, for your time this morning. Hope you have a thank w- you. fabulous Look weekend. Forward to catching up. Okay. okay. Thanks. Orchids today. Orchids. Yay. You look nice. Coast FM nine six three. Pete Little and Joel and Darcy on this Saturday morning. The second weekend of spring brings us ideas about uh, marketplace and mm. little spring lovelies like Doreen, who's popped oh, in the studio I today. I have just flown in. And <laughs> she's just whipped in here yep. and got off the, uh, the little vehicle she runs around the place with. And uh, How was your weekend last weekend oh, up it was at lovely, uh, Gloucester? Was it yeah, nice Gloucester, weather? Yeah, very chilly at Gloucester, but we had a fire. And then we went on to Foster Town Curry. The opposite. 
Oh, it was freezing actually at both. It was... oh. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, you're so funny. I'm, I'm feeling a bit blonde today. Oh, I, um, I didn't catch no, on either, Doreen. Don't worry. That's all. I didn't get it. No, no that was a but quick gag. Yeah. Uh, because Doreen gets out and about with her RV and her husband, and mm. they whistle around and check out all these little places over the weekend. So, Doreen, what's, uh, what's happening today? Okay, Edelong Fresh Food Markets are being held at the Broken Bay Scout Hall on Picnic Parade today and every Saturday between 7 and 1. You'll find fresh fruit and veggies, eggs and deli items on sale. Mangrove Mountain Markets are being held today between 9 and 3 on the corner of Georgetown's Drive and Blood Tree Road. They raise funds for their local community and specialise in homemade preserves, cakes, crafts and plants. The YE Markets are on today between 8 and 1. It's being held in the Community Hall and Grounds on YE Road. There's fashion, local produce, crafts, desserts, cakes and specialty coffee. And that's it for today. Have you been to YE Markets, Sherilyn? You're I not have, far I, from there. I love YE Markets, actually. Mm, yeah. They have lots of plants. Oh, <laughs> they take, do. Take the dog with you and sort of get around. I haven't there. I'm not sure if they can. Can they take dogs? Oh, I haven't looked that up. No, I don't know. I know. Okay. I know Long Jetty does, yeah. and, and he loves Long Jetty Markets because everyone loves him there. Yeah. Little <laughs> treats here and there. Yeah. All right, that's the marketplace for today. Now, Doreen, over the page we go here... Oh, this is a fairly comprehensive wow. report mm. on tomorrow. It's a market. busy yeah. Sunday. Okay, well, tomorrow, Tookley Lions Club markets are on near Coles Tookley between 8 and 1. Go along, browse through their stalls and find some bargains. Gosford City Farmers Market is being held tomorrow between 7 and 1 and they have live entertainment. There's a wide variety of goods, including fresh produce, rustic breads, pasta, deli items and crepes. Woi Woi Waterfront Markets are on tomorrow between 9 and 2. It's all things creative. So think of things like well-being, flowers and candles. They have food stalls too. It's on at Brick Wharf Road, Woi Woi, with Central Coast Ferries running services from Empire Bay, Davistown and Saratoga. Now here's a special one. The Peninsula Record Fair will be held tomorrow with a 10am start. It's on at the Woi Woi Sea Scouts Hall on North Birch Road. The fair is an opportunity for vinyl-loving public to purchase rare and collectible records, CDs and DVDs at super reasonable prices. Plenty of parking available at the venue. I love that term, the vinyl-loving public. public. Mm. <laughs> and I tell you what, Pete, the young ones, the young uns, they're yeah, getting into vinyl. vinyl-loving. I saw a Taylor Swift vinyl album the other day and I was like at JB oh, Hi-Fi and I went, what is amazing. going on? Mm. <laughs> there I know, you go. They're cheap either, are they? No, everything old is new again. Oh, That's exactly. It. Just buy the ones without any crackles in them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like That's the crackles. Right. That's right. <laughs> so there's more, Doreen, on okay. tomorrow. And also tomorrow, the Endurance Lions Club Charity Market is being held between 8.30 and 12.30. It's on in the Denning Street car park opposite Coles. So browse through their second-hand goods and specialty items. OK, there we go. The market report for today uh, with the lovely Doreen. Well, oh, vehicles out there waiting for you to jump on board and yep. take off. Where are oh, we going I know. Today? Have fun. Oh, I've got to think on that one. Yes, a day off is a day to be enjoyed. Are oh, you not going away this weekend in no, the vehicle? No, no mm. not, not this weekend. OK, that's understandable. Busy. Maybe you've got to do some homework. Yeah, for us. <laughs> ah, exactly. Maybe some housework too. Oh. Coast FM, this is The Gardening Game with Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy and the lovely Doreen. Catch you next week. Coast FM, Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy. It is the magic of The Gardening Game today and the magic of the... Uh,
the the naughty noodle fun factory on the park is about to be revealed. <laughs> oh my god! Is that what they call it? Now we've got glitter serving over well known in media circles on the Central Coast. Yeah. The diversity they offer the entire community. Mm-hmm. And Sherilyn, you're keen to understand how gardening is applied to the Naughty Noodle Factory. Well, I am. Welcome to At Home with the Gardening Gang Glitter First. I'm so thrilled to have you with us. Oh, hello there. Thanks for having me. Wish you were in here, mate, because that glitter just falls on the ground it here. Does. We feel so, Where is she you goes? know, so special. Yeah. But I know, twinkle toes over here. I know it's a busy morning <laughs> for you there at the fun factory on the park. We're all talking gardening and a little birdie told me, it could be Clara who, from Central Coast Permaculture, that you've got a garden there. This is very exciting. I love venues that decide to have and gardens. A and a watercourse too. And a watercourse? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that operating still, Glitter? Can yeah, you yeah. See from it, your it, vantage point it's actually, running today? Yeah, it's lovely. We get a nice little tinkle sort of when you're yes, sitting right. out in the deck at the Funhouse Factory. And you want to run up to the toilet mood. because of that. Well, I love the fact that, that <laughs> I love the fact that you two Central Coasties know exactly where you're we're talking about. That the rest of us, like me from the north, uh, went, we're like, where, what? So where is the Funhouse Factory Glitter? Which All right, the Funhouse Factory is in Kibble Park, right in the heart of Gosford. So we're mm-hmm. launching our new venue, the Funhouse Factory, which is the little sister of the Naughty Noodle Funhouse. And it's going to be a live arts and culture centre for mm-hmm. the community. And, um, yeah, we're really excited to have this beautiful collaboration with Permaculture Central Coast and the Edible Garden Trail and also our Green Century. And together we're uh, creating an urban jungle and a little food garden as well that's going to grow herbs and assist in our um, social enterprise kitchen as well as become a beautiful little green space in the venue for, you know, a chill zone or a, a little... A chill zone in town. Yes, yes. A park within a park. That's right. Well, you see, this time of year, uh, people start to come out and play, don't they? And, yeah. and I'm sure the grass is looking brilliant there in Kibble oh, Park. Oh, yes, it's very green. So All the trees are budding now. more people out, you are inviting those people to pop in say hello and get involved, I guess, uh, in uh, a bit of a morning tea or whatever. What sort of food do you serve there? Uh, um, we're that? going to, when we launch, we're launching actually in the 13th of October. So yeah, right now we're still, but, yeah, yeah. yeah, we've still got a month away. But right now we are hosting a bunch of little workshops on growing food and small in growing in small spaces really so okay. you know how gosford's like surrounded by apartments yeah. we're sort of tailoring a workshop to yeah to show people how to just grow your pot plants composting in small spaces and yeah growing food and getting vertical gardening and you know little things like that so you can make and grow your own food in a small space on your deck so we're running a series of workshops that kick off today on yeah to keep if you want to jump in on the next workshops you can go to the naughty noodle website and get in touch or um yeah register for the next workshop so you say that there's a workshop on right now glitter this morning yeah this morning saturday okay i'll tell you what when i finish i'm gonna i'm gonna run up 
you come and you can pull a few weeds and get your fingers in the dirt. Oh, as well. okay. I will. I will. As I, I bet you it's really glittery there too. Uh, I can't she wait. Can't wait. <laughs> I'm coming. You I'm see coming. A plant and she's got to get a finger into everything. I think it's so exciting <laughs> to have this. Like, well done, gardening gang. Big stamp of approval there to put a garden yeah. in a restaurant. I it love might it. Be terrible. Well, it's not going to be terrible. <laughs> you are so naughty, <laughs> naughty, naughty. You need to go to the naughty oh. noodle fun house. We also see this is a really amazing and beautiful opportunity, you know, to share with community because we see the whole ethos of permaculture really resonates with the Naughty Noodles brand and everything we stand for because we believe in a diverse society, you know, where mm. all everything's in balance and, you know, that sort of spills out into the garden, that spills out into everything we do and that's why this collaboration is quite special to us. Mm. And um, we hope the community can just get on board with it. It's now, a it's a wonderful it's a wonderful relationship. I'm I'm really so well, joyful. I, over I this. think glitter is a prime candidate for my big question here. Oh goodness! And oh the wow! Is, okay. What would be the last meal you'd eat if you were lining up at a firing squad, oh, and it was your last opportunity <laughs> to have a meal of your choice? Oh my goodness! Glitter, what would that be? Yeah. Well, I'll have to say, can I please do a home cooked meal? Because I actually love my own cooking. I'm actually really into really? cooking. So I'd cook probably make one of my Mexican... Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. I'd probably cook my signature sort of Mexican dish, which is fish tacos. I love oh. it. So fresh. And oh. you'll probably be able to get them at the Funhouse Factory. Well, there's well. a cross plug. <laughs> <laughs> I know, tick. <laughs> Tick that one. Well, you're yep. very good on getting publicity free. That's, uh, a, you're that's good. a tribute. That is a good tribute to your skills, Glitter. So thanks for joining us this morning. And Sherlyn will be up there real soon. I will. To soon join. As... Okay, see you oh. in this hot flat. Oh, I'll be there. I'm okay. as soon as you wear your dungarees. Got them in the car. Don't you worry, Glitter. There All right. Go. There's Glitter. <laughs> Supernova this morning from the new fun factory in Gosford they're working on today. Here at Coast FM and the Gardening Gang. Springtime, fun time in the garden, Sherilyn. And you know where the best place is to find your spring fun? Wouldn't be Narara Valley Nursery, would it? Sure would. Specials galore and great service from their fantastic team at Narara Valley Nursery with... Spring spring in in the air. air! Coast FM, Pete Little and Sharon Darcy with the Magnificent Garden Gang all together now. One, two, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Tanya Middleton's joining us now, the pet pet uh, nurse. But, uh, Tanya, I heard a little rumour from uh, all Mm. up at uh, Lake Manmora that a certain resident there with a dog. <laughs> uh, her name is Sherilyn Darcy. What's um, on the QT there? Mm. Uh, their dog ate a whole chicken bag from one of the supermarkets. A bachelor bag, <gasps> yep. He did. Oh. Uh, now, would that be advised? Oh, he was so naughty, Tanya. He jumped up. He, well, he didn't jump up. He's so big now. He's a big boxer. He grabbed. He, it was a brand. Just went to Woolies, bought, you know, like a roast chicken, rotisserie chicken in the bag. He grabbed it and we didn't even see him. He took it up the backyard. He ate the entire chicken. Like and the you entire lot. And had no dinner. Yeah, we didn't. We had to go get another one. Um, yeah, Tanya. Anyway, so it was terrible. But I was a bit worried about that. So. Afterwards, but he oh. seemed all right. So yeah, and she said yeah, that's why she eat? called you at three o'clock in the morning <laughs> the other day. At yes, yes. And you refused to answer. <laughs> what sort of a no. nurse are you? I will always answer, Sarah. <laughs> oh, thank you, Tanya. <laughs> 
was it skin and all? Skin and all. He had the whole lot. Oh. Even the bone? Yeah, he crunched them all up. Oh. He, the, the sailor had big and the, and, and the stuff. It was stuffed, the whole thing. So can animals cope with this sort of incident without having to go to the vet? Or what would be your thoughts on that kind of outcome? Well, look, how was he the next... I guess, I guess the question is how, how was he the next morning? He was burping a lot, I have to tell you that. He was all right. <laughs> he kept burping. I was like, you know, but he was okay. He was all right. I was watching him and he sleeps in my bed, at the bottom of the bed, and I was very vigilant with him. But he was all right. I mean, it was just a chicken, so I didn't really need to worry. Well, the thing is, there's a, there's a few things. Um, what's in the stuffing is a question. Oh. Um, the fact that he cr- he's a big dog and he crunched all the bones. Mm. Had he just swallowed all the bones, you would have to think about so you think about what's in the stuffing, yep. did the bones go through, Yep. and the fat content of the chicken. The you fat? Know, obviously, yes, obviously if it's just if it was just chicken breast, I mean, not mm. so bad, but mm. the fat content, because he, swallowed, he ate all of the, you know, the skin as well, uh-huh. you've got to be thinking of the fat content. So you've oh. got three, really you've got three issues there. Okay, I was only worried about the I was worried about the stuffing, true, and I was worried about the bones. That's why I was watching him to make sure he wasn't choking on it and it wasn't stuck in anything like that. But I wouldn't have thought to worry about the fat, to be honest. Yeah, so so fat is something that, that you know people people don't particularly think about when it comes to to their pets, mm-hmm. particularly dogs. I mean, cats. Cats don't have a real problem because they're, you know, they're quite smart with, with what they eat usually. Mm-hmm. Um, but with with dogs, um, they will eat anything. Mm. You know, they do run the risk of something called pancreatitis, just like in humans. Oh, in hum- I've heard of that in humans. I didn't realise dogs could get it. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's definitely <laughs> something that, that dogs can get. And they can get it after just one meal. Like, you know, if a dog was to eat a whole jar of peanut butter, oh. um, it, it's definitely something that, that they can get. Um, oh, and is this, can this be fatal to a dog? But look, if it's not treated, yeah, definitely. Um, so it, it's something that does need to be treated. It's really painful for them. They get a really bad tummy ache. And, you know, they they usually get um, gastro symptoms, so vomiting, diarrhea. They do usually oh. walk kind of hunched over. Like you can you can tell, mm. I mean, I can often tell because they've just got a, a really bad gut ache. And it, it's mm. sad to see, you know, it, it's definitely worth getting them getting them checked out. Right. Um, and, you know, look, it's not, fatty meals aren't always a cause of pancreatitis, okay? It can be something they're predisposed to. It is, it is actually quite common in um, breeds like um, mini schnauzers oh, um, okay. and um, uh, copper spaniels. It's really something that needs to be treated and they do need to be hospitalised for it. Yeah, look, we, we do put More them than on, a, well, we do put them on a drip and we do, oh. we do monitor them. It's support, we usually put them on supportive care. Oh. Do you so, find you have many people come in with this condition, Tan, around the coast? Many people. Oh, um, well, really. <laughs> many, we many do puppies. have we do have a few. Yeah, look, it is actually quite common. It's a it's a common thing for dogs. Wow. Um, 
I think it's definitely definitely something that is is becoming more prominent. Oh, okay, right well, on. I'm ga- you know what? From now on, when I come in with a roast chicken, it's going straight in the microwave. I always say to people, pet mm. food is the pet, human food is the human. Yeah. Well, we're going to move on from the sailor's naughty boy All and right. ask this week's uh, Tanya <laughs> trivia, Tanya <laughs> versus Sherilyn. <laughs> On oh, the uh, okay. question of animals, and here's a question. Here, okay. Seahorses are the only animal species on Earth where the male bears the unborn young. True or false? I know the answer to this. Uh, give it a stab. True. True. Okay, okay. <laughs> both of you are very smart. But let me, uh, I'm going to throw a gardening one in to sort of count this one up here. A cluster of bananas is formally called a hand, Okay. What is a single banana called? Oh. A cluster of a banana. This is the gardening question now. <laughs> oh. A single, a, a, a cluster of bananas is called a hand, yeah, a hand it banana. Is, that's true, What is yes. a single banana called? Oh, gosh. I should know this one. Oh, you'll blow, I'll blow you away. It's so simple. A finger. Ah, Sherilyn, you've lost. Uh, you've elevated yourself in my assessment of your skills and general knowledge. Well done. <laughs> oh, completely, yes, completely. Tanya Middleton, she's our girl. <laughs> Every Saturday morning here with the gang. Thanks, mate. All the best. Thanks, Tanya. Oh, thanks, guys. Coast FM, Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy on our gardening gang today and we're featuring uh, the wonderful golden voice and personality of Lachlan McDonald from Ray White McDonald Partners. We see him pop up on uh, open home listings mm. on the internet. Mm. We want to talk about technology today. Lachlan, I know you're a high techie, young bloke. And uh, Cheryl and come up with the idea, will this artificial intelligence, which is big news now, uh, affect the way people can buy real estate. Uh, is there much research being done either here or overseas? The old AI is rearing its head. Well, it certainly uh, it certainly will affect things. Pete, it's going to change a lot of a lot of things and a lot of the way people uh, shop for things and consumer habits. So I think one of the key reasons or the key ways that it'll affect real estate is that it will help people to be able to shop for property and you know it will pick up on their sort of um, their spending habits it will pick up on their sort of you know on a lot of data that's you know widely available to predict when uh, a consumer might be likely to be looking at perhaps moving on or looking at perhaps upgrading or they might it might you know can see things like a life event such as you know they're they're suddenly shopping for for, um, you know they're they're on online now they've got three more kids arrive need a bigger house sort of things where now you know larger corporations that have the ability to run this sort of tech you know like domainrealestate.com for example they can then start targeting those people at the right time when they're thinking hey these people might actually be thinking about maybe making a move you know Mm. let's, let's put some properties in front of them let's you know see what's happening and then that obviously goes from there, of course, to the point where then they start to uh, look at properties on those sites and they start to build a bit of data about these people. And uh, what kind of are you, really are you suggesting to me that if you file divorce papers, it won't be long now before someone's going to contact you in case you want to sell your house? Most definitely. Oh, Pete, you know, it's just the new way of if you put a garage sale sign up, we, we oh. hone in on that, don't worry. <laughs> that's an indicator too, of course. That's one of the basic indicators. But all jokes aside, if I'm somebody looking to buy a property, Lachlan, how's AI going to help me? Like, what are the benefits? 
it can it can help you um, in terms of one of the key powers of AI in its current form is um, is research and the ability to research far far quicker than obviously we can. So you would, as a purchaser, technically be able to ask things like, um, you know, uh, I've got this much to spend. Mm-hmm. I need to be within this proximity of this city. Mm-hmm. You know, please tell me what the the, key, the best suburbs for families within the best catchments for schools and all of these mm-hmm. sort of parameters. And, and it can run through a whole set of data that's uh, widely available, um, whether it being news articles, whether it be, you mm-hmm. know, um, anything that's available on the internet, of course. Um, and come back and say, hey, look, here's the, you know, what we've found as being some of the top mm. suburbs that fit your criteria. Um, you should be looking at Because I can see that. So if you did a Google search, I mean, those Google search- searches, they're always like, oh, well, the top sort of real estate agents usually, um, you know, being nice to you, though, that have actually paid for the marketing to sort of show up first. So it's not actually mining the data and coming up with actual statistical facts. So I can I can see that. And uh, But is this sort of stuff being available to real estate agents? Yeah, you can the, find that most of the information you spoke about, Lachlan, you can get it now. No, you can't. Where your schools are and things like that. But you can't get it all together. It's all available, yes, but you have to spend hours researching oh, okay. and then oh, no. to collate okay. it. Yep. So the difference is it can collate that information for somebody in, in 30 seconds. And um, put it in one know, little piece of paper. Put so it in one yeah. summary. So that's, that's summary, one yeah. way it can sit buyers, you know. And, um, yeah, yeah, Cheryl, it is, it is available to real estate agents and it's something that's becoming more and more available. Mm. Um, and I think it's good for, for you know, consumers and clients because AI is helping agents and will continue to do so in predicting those people that are in your database or mm-hmm. your client list that are likely to need your help in the near future. And I guess things like open houses can be conducted uh, purely over a uh, internet connection and place you right there in the uh, in the thick of things without travelling, mm. you know, around the weekends. Wasting your time, well, not wasting your time so much, but uh, going to those <laughs> open houses. So, uh, there's a bit of value the there. Virtual, the yeah. virtual, the robot tour. The virtual tour. I like that. It, yeah. Well, there's the today's property report. We're going all over the place with high tech in real estate. That's the future. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Lachlan, thanks for your time uh, today. We've uh, got a little insight there. We'll probably confuse the issue too <laughs> with people. And we'll catch you next week on the radio. Thanks, Auckland. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Property Week every week here at Coast FM 9.